Welcome to Animal Empathy, where we decode the language of animals for deeper connections. I'm Paloma Berci, your host and an animal communicator since 2001. Join me as we explore heartwarming stories, unspoken bonds, and the magic of truly understanding our animal friends. For more about me, visit speciespace.com. Let's dive in together on this wild journey. Today I have a special guest. It's Caroline Carey. And um, I met Caroline in a Telegram group. Yes, you heard right, in a Telegram group. And I was so intrigued by what she does that I had to go onto the internet and search for her. And she combines a lot of things together, which I think is really very impressive. I asked her for an interview and she said, yes. So welcome, Caroline. I'm very happy that you're here. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. Oh, thank you, Plamo, and, and thank you for, for asking me. It's great. Well, yes, I'm Caroline. I live in England in the southeast. Um, I've, I, I'm, I'm nearly 62 years old, and I've spent probably most of my life with animals around me uh, on a physical level. As a little girl, I was, um, yeah, I, I, I was, they were my best friends in a way, you know, it was always about animals, um, animals and dance actually. Um, and, and I had pets of many, 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 many descriptions and uh, <clears throat> which was fine in, in places that we lived most of the time. Um, now I just live in, in a, a, a moderate house in Hastings and we have two dogs, two big lurchers. Uh, who are an absolute blessing and and a real love of mine. I, I like to have animals around me. Um, and the work that I do is is really helping to people helping people to find their purpose in life. Um, it's it's really about finding creative tools to evoke some kind of um, purpose and a reconnection to their own innocence, I always think. Um, you know, that creative spark that we all hold within us. So I have lots of different tools. I'm a writer, so I write about my memoirs, my own stories around this and experiences. And I've published a variety of books on these subjects. Um, and and I, I do work with some old traditional spiritual tools, shamanic tools, you might call them, and medicine ways. So my website and my body of work is called Middle Earth Medicine. So that's who I am and what I do these days. I'm also a mom. I have a big family, six children. I have 10 grandchildren. You know, I'm a, I'm a busy lady. <laughs> wow, I imagine, yeah. So have you found that animals actually help you find your purpose? Well, for me, there is something very comforting about having animals in my life. I'm somebody, if, if I'm... If I'm ever feeling a bit low or upset about something, it's always animal fur that I tend to go to. Um, I still have the animals, the toy animals that I was given as a little girl. I have a red and white rabbit that um, my grandmother gave me when I was born, and he still sits on my bed. You know, he's very precious to me. Um, I have fur around me. I have feathers. I have I have this animal connection. Um, 
but it doesn't stop there because uh, one of the things that's been really important for me is to embody my spirit guides in animal form. So power animals, we might call it. And now, you know, I've, I've studied shamanism for many, 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 many years. And the thing that that helped me with was to, to recognize that there are animal spirits, that I have animal spirit in me, that my dance evokes animal spirit, and that there is a primal life force that I am connected to that is also part of that world, that animal world. And so if I'm if I'm in need of some support, if I'm in need of direction, I'll often call to me that animal. And I, I'm very kinesthetic. I'm more kinesthetic than visual or audio. And that kinesthetic nature in me allows me to, to feel into that feather and bone and, and flesh or fur of the animal and to move with it. And that will inform me. I've got a, a lovely story, actually, once when... Um, my husband and I were moving house and we were trying to move these these very large, heavy stone slabs. And he had to go off and, and do something else briefly. And and I was left there to, you know, to sort of ponder on whether I could move these slabs, knowing we didn't have much time. And I just sat there and I felt into the power of elephants. And elephant was, you know, it's not necessarily one of my power animals, but I could really feel into the 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 physical muscle of of the elephant and I was I was sitting there with that and then suddenly I just got up and I thought elephant help me and the you know I really felt the elephant helping me to lift these slabs and put them on the trailer and and even I would never have been able to do that without that experience and that's happened to me in in many different situations where I've needed something to give me some support or some energy or to um, to ground me, you know, horses are very wonderful grounding energy to be connected to the earth often comes to me in my dance. Um, and and te Wolfer's teacher, uh, Wolfer's guide, that, you know, these have all been um, a big part of my journey. So I can call in spirit guides in animal form and the particular power and the particular ability they might have to support me in that moment. So that's kind of where, where I'm at with it. And I, and I might have conversations with animal as well. I might ask animal, you know, like guidance in this moment. And, and that's, that's really helpful. Um, when, when it comes to purpose, you know, I, I would use that guidance. I would understand myself and the qualities that I have and see the, the animal connection within that. Um, and, and, and what is it that I can use from that connection in the work that I do? So I have an ability to see the soul of people, to see into, you know, what's moving in people. Owl energy gives me a lot of insight into seeing in the dark, in those darkened places. Horse, as I say, is as a a wonderful energy to have on the dance floor and to keep me grounded and very centered. Um, I have a um, a drum. I, I, I work with the shamanic drum and that's been a, a very special tool for me throughout my life. But I wanted to have a, I wanted to have an animal skin drum, but I was very, very particular. I wasn't just going to get any animal skin to you know it had to be um, 
it, you know, had to be ethically sourced and that kind of thing. So I was waiting until the right skin came to me. And I was dreaming in this horse drum. I, I knew it had to be horse. I knew that horse was there to help me, to connect me, to to bring forward my, my shamanic journey ability much more so. But I wasn't going to just get a horse skin, so to speak. So I was using Remo drums, which um, are, are drums that are synthetic, which work fantastically well for, you know, particularly for beginners or for um, people who, who don't want to use animal skin. But over time, um, I, I, I got a sense that this horse was very close to me and I knew that it was going to come into my life very soon. And so I was dreaming with that. And then um, this, this friend called me and she said, there's an old mare who's just died and the owners are really happy for her skin to be used for, for medicine. And she lived quite close to me and she lived sort of she in retire she was in retirement she was dying of old age just as my own horse died of old age um years before and i didn't have i didn't have the ability to to use any parts of her at that time but um she had a very beautiful death she died in my arms but um though i was dreaming her in on some level and then this old mare dies and <clears throat> this friend says to me well do you know maybe this is the skin for your drum and so i went to see it and uh Indeed, it was. And I have a beautiful um, horse drum now that I work with. And every time I work with her, I feel the energy of horse coming through. And um, and other people have commented on that as well. Like she's very much with me. And I feel her relationship to my own horse, my old horse, Ruby, and that she's somehow divinely connected and we work together. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's one way that I work <clears throat> in that sense with with, with the horse um yeah it's a wonderful story yeah yeah I, I i can actually recognize myself in what in what you're saying because i have lived uh, a lot of the things you were talking about as well but let's say somebody that hears about power animals for the first time <laughs> there are different kinds of power animals and there is this this life power animal this animal that is with you from the from the beginning when you're born just most people don't know about it most people know about the guardian angel but most people don't know oh i have an animal i have power animal yes you have and this power animal can actually help you really find your purpose, or at least that's what I have experienced. What do you what what do you say to to those people? Well, I, I work with people to help them find their power animals, you know, and and, and what that might be. And I, I often say, well, I've got a bit of a menagerie because I <laughs> don't think it was just one for me, um, but one would be predominant at any time. You know, there would be one that I'd be feeling very connected to in the moment and um and but from birth you know I was I was so aware of 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 the dog that we had and so adoring of that animal you know it was so important to me which then went on to guinea pigs and rabbits you know so I was always surrounded with these animals so I've never felt that you know, I knew that there was a particular animal one particular animal because for me it was always so many but I think the horse has been a, a guiding light for me 
most of my life. Um, and I have probably, um, I think, you know, I, I would say about six that are very, very specific to me. And, and I'm very, very clear about that. And then others come and go at different times of my life. But when I work with people and I and I help them to find the um, the power animal that is is um, theirs, then the first thing I'm going to do is to ask them, what animals are you drawn to in your life? What do you feel an affinity with? And to ask yourself that, and it could be anything from a goldfish to a pony to a favorite pet, you know, to, to a giraffe, it doesn't matter. It's whatever you feel some kind of affinity and connection to or a fascination with. And to just, just believe that, to trust that. And I ask people to find out about, you know, not, not just from medicine books or, or the like, but look on the internet, get books from the library, find out about this. How does this animal live? Um, what are its um, eating habits? What environment does it live in? What is it, its mating, um, you know, cycle? These sorts of things. And, and see how you identify with that yourself. Um, and and allow yourself to to honor that connection. So maybe pictures on the wall or objects in in your on your shelves. You know, just just keep that connection growing and deepening. And then, of course, I will do um, shamanic journeys with people, where we might go into the the unconscious and start to tap into that that energy that is deep within and in the the soul essence and spirit essence that is around us and start to evoke that, that understanding that there is animal spirit there, there is animal energy there and, and we can tap into it and be guided by it. And we can even have conversations with it, you know, not, and, and to trust that. And when I take people on, on a journey in that way, I'm asking them just to trust what comes to them um, because it's 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 not something separate to themselves. I don't believe these these animals that there's an animal out there and it comes and you know it's like it's a physical embodiment of our of ourselves that's in connection with the animal kingdom and in connection with the spirit world, and that that you know we can we have that within us. So it it's having a conversation, trusting it, um, maybe asking questions, um, allowing that guidance. And then quite often we'll receive guidance from a spirit guide, whether it be animal or, you know, anything else, you know, human, um, angelic, uh, teacher, you know, whatever it is. But it's up to us to bring that information back and then to uh, translate it in a way that works for us. So not in that, well, the, you know, the horse told me to do this, this or this or whatever, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, translate that into, into something that fits in your world that says, okay, I can, that's a metaphor for, for this thing that I want to be doing, you know, and and I can I can identify that and use the, the energy of that, the power of that and the, the resources that this animal might be giving to me in order to fulfill some of that experience. Right. Yeah. And the the experience that I have made when working with people and, and power animals is that uh, some people have a special idea and, and uh, they, they, they think they know what their power animal is. 
And then they are sort of, yeah, surprised that it's not that animal, it's another. And 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 some sometimes people say, well, I, I want, I want, you know, I, I want to have a bear or I want to have buffalo or whatever it is. And then there comes this mouse or ant. <laughs> and they go like, that can't be. But they are very powerful power mm. animals as well. So what what would you say to those people? Well, I think people can have a bit of a fantasy about what <laughs> animal they would they would like theirs to be, of course, you know, and, and there's an awful lot of um ideas around, you know, the sort of native, Native American kind of, like you say, buffaloes and you know, wolves and eagles, you know, we all want an eagle for our animal and, and things like that. But you know, I, I I would just say, well, just honor the animal that is there. And, and if you feel attracted to that animal and you want it, well, go and have a conversation with it. It'll soon let you know whether it's right or not. You know, they can be quite blunt. And I say to people, go go into your journey, go into that process and always ask, you know, are you my power animal? Or are you a guide? Are you, are you here for another reason? Because it might be that. It might not be that they are our power animal as such, but they might be there to support us in another way. So I would never, you know, deny somebody the attraction or connection they have to any any animal or any spirit being. It's it's like, well, okay, that's you feel drawn to that. So have those conversations. And and when an an, an animal spirit does actually say, yes, I'm your spirit guide for this moment, then receive that and ask what they have to teach you. And and that's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And you know, even even the animals that we might not be attached to or connected to in any way, that we might even be frightened of, you know, they can they can be just as as powerful an insight into ourselves as as other things. You know, it's it's like if I am afraid of an animal, I'm very afraid of rats. I've never had a great relationship with rats. I, I always remember putting my hand into my horse's feed when I was a I'm probably about 12, 13 years old. And I put my hand into the feed and this rat came running up my arm out of me <laughs> and, and I just squealed and, and I was I was very upset by it. Um, and I never liked rats after that. I mean, my daughters have had pet rats and, you know, I've, I haven't been able to really hold them and I don't really know why. And yet I'll sometimes see them in the garden outside or whereabouts and I think, oh, cute, you know, and I don't want to get rid of them or anything it's just that they're very sweet but i have a, a bit of a thing about them now in in chinese astrology i'm 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 rat you know wow <laughs> now that's say, interesting yeah exactly so i sort of sometimes think about that i don't know anything about chinese astrology really except that so and i just think well what is it you know, rats are great survivors do you know they'll survive anything mm. Mm. um do you know and and they go down into the dark yeah the sewers but you know they go down into the the the, the dark depths of of life and um and they 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 see in the dark and they and they're able to to work through some of that underworld and and i feel that's a, a strong part of me that i'm not afraid to go beneath the veils of normal living i will go into some of those dark places that that soul loss and the the disturbed places and the the traumatic experiences that people have held within them. I'm not afraid of that at all. And I will go with people to explore um, trauma and 
dis-ease within the body. Um, so, you know, that serves me in that way. Um, and, and rat, you know, rat comes to me in these moments and will be a guide. And I won't pick a rat up. But he reminds me to take space from, from those journeys that I go on with other people. Reminds me to hold my own boundaries, that this is not about me. I don't have to merge so fully with somebody in, in this in this way. It's like, yeah, we'll go together and I'll be with you, but I won't totally merge because that's not healthy for me. So Rat is teaches always has something to teach me on that respect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and there are power animals that actually show you your shadows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that show you your fears and mm -hmm. they are there to actually tell you look this is your fear yeah. look at it yeah. and then when you look at it then this fear can disappear mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what would you suggest somebody can start with when they want to go on such a journey so maybe look at their physical animal they have with them can they be a connection to power animals or? I think I would start, to, first of all, look at what is the journey you want to take. So if somebody wants to uh, start to explore shamanism, for example, and wants to understand it, then that would be part of the journey is, is to get a connection with the drum, to get a connection with repetition, um, whether it's drum rattle, um, any anything, you know, it, it's like that is the key. It's like you start to use repetition with a drum beat. The first thing it's going to do is start altering your brain waves, and so once it starts to do that, then it becomes that the imagination becomes a portal to the spirit world, and to seeing in a very different way, and to feeling that connection. That um, it's like the meta connection between us and what's outside of ourselves and beyond so we, we start to explore that possibility and it's getting familiar with that drumbeat to begin with that's what's necessary um that is at the core of all shamanic work is the drum it's it's, it's the heart of 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 the work and alongside nature you know it's like nature and the drum beats the rhythm mm -hmm. heartbeat all of that so it's it's finding that connection and and then just asking yourself if 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 this is if this is part of the journey I want to take is to connect with a power animal, then you do that through the drumbeat and you start to communicate with that other world. And and so I would take people on a journey, you start to travel, you go through an axis Monday in your mind's eye, and you look for a landscape, and then you begin to ask, you know, would my power animal show itself to me? Um, I, I have an online course and people can do it on that, you know, that they can follow that, that, that process. And then, and then whatever comes, comes and you always communicate. You'll say, hi, my name is, and, and are you my power animal or are you my spirit guide? Whatever words you want to use and you listen for the answer. And if so, then you, if it is, you can ask questions, you can ask for guidance. It's always good to go into a shamanic journey with a particular inquiry or an intention 
and to write down that intention. I always think ground that intention in, in this world before you enter into that world. And no harm can be done, no matter what you meet. Nothing can hurt you. It's it's very, very safe. And it's a very safe way of tapping into the, the unconscious part of ourselves or the subconscious. And so we, we, we work with that and we can do that. You could be lying down with a blindfold. You could be dancing, moving, walking. You know, I don't have a specific, you have to be still with this uh, because most of my journey work has been done through movement and in the dance. And uh, that is how it works best for me. But also with just being with the drum myself as well. And I have, I have a very strong connection. If you have your own drum, make sure you build a strong relationship to the drum is what I always suggest it's yeah the, the drum so actually built a strong connection with me i didn't want the drum right. <laughs> yeah we have our own story my drum and me <laughs> right well i've heard of many stories like that yes i mean mine was a love affair right from the beginning but um i've heard many different kinds of stories but it it, it you know it is building that relationship and having that connection you're Your drum is is your traveling companion on a journey. So it is like the horse that you're riding on that landscape. So um, so yeah, that's um that's where it's kind of where I would begin if I was wanting to start to explore this world. And quite often this world it, you know takes us on a journey. So I, I used to try and deny shamanism a lot of the time. You know, I was I really I actually wanted to move away from it many times in my life. I wanted to be ordinary in the world. It just wasn't going to happen because it just kept calling me back and pulling me in. It wouldn't let me go. So I have that what you say about your drum. I had with the whole shamanic world. And I <laughs> use that word sh shamanic or shamanism very, very much. I have the tools. I understand it deeply, deeply. And I've worked with a lot of indigenous cultures and different shamans around the world. Um, but I'm I'm very wary of using that. It's not a word that is used in my own culture um, historically. Um, it you know it comes more from Siberia and and Mongolia. Those those kind of places. That's that's their word. Um, I would use medicine woman or um, you know just me. It's just me. It's just what I do. And I have I've danced with Bushmen in in Africa and Kogis in South America and and I've. You know, I've worked with different shamanic teachers who have, have held a space for me to experience what is mine, what my own path is, what my own spiritual path is. And that's the path that I follow. So it's not a, connected to any particular tribe or culture or apart from my own. But um, it's, you know, I, I'm not carrying something, some teachings from somewhere else. You know, it's it's like it's what I've grown with, what I understand for myself, and what I've developed, and uh, from my own ancestry and lineage of of feminine healers. Yeah, perfectly know what you what you mean and what you're saying. Uh, it's it's the same with me. Yeah, exactly. You know, as as an animal communicator that I am, I have animals help me with other animals, but also with people. And uh, I, I, I do shamanic work as well. I like, I call it, I, I don't call it shamanic work either. So, and uh, one of my, of my animal helpers and animal mentors is Luna. And, and Luna is actually a rabbit and, and she was physical 
physically with me. So all animals that are part of my dream team, I call it my dream team, have been at one point physical uh, in a physical way with me. Now, Luna has been in spirit for many, many years now. But what I have learned from the animals, also for, from the animals that are with us in a physical way, is that each of them has um, has something to do on this earth. So they come here and they have a sort of a speciality. Uh, and Luna is actually my medicine woman. Lovely, <laughs> that's beautiful. And she never wanted to be called shaman because no, she's not a shaman. She's a medicine woman. She makes a very clear difference here. And she has a huge knowledge about uh, about natural healing. And it's so funny that there are people calling me, asking me, could you ask Luna to look into that? Oh. <laughs> so it's... Um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting how animals actually can support you when you know their speciality actually is natural healing. They can support us. So, do you do you work also online, or do people have to come to you? Or yeah, I do. I I I've worked a lot online for for, for years now, long before even before lockdown. You know, I, I worked online before then because I often lived very remotely um, and when I was traveling a lot I was doing workshops in many different countries so I was, I was I was traveling a lot and then those people might want to connect with me you know in another way and obviously if I'm in another country that's, that's difficult so I would work with them online for a while and so yes I do a lot of work online with people and um, and I have courses online I do I've done some workshops online um, and um and and I work in person as well. I used to travel so much and I, I was kind of country hopping constantly and it and it was so lovely in lockdown just to be still and not have to travel. I was I was delighted with it, I have to say. I was one of those people who was a bit sort of, oh yeah, this is good. because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a bit done with the travels. And I and I, I don't want to go back to that way. But it does mean that all those people that I've worked with over the years, I still want a connection with them. So, yeah, I meet online and I have a lovely space to work in. And uh, so I do that. I do some one to one work and I and I, yes, I say I do workshops and some many, quite a few of those people now come and travel to me. So wow. that's nice as well. Very good. So I will put your information on how people can connect with you in the show notes of uh, of this show okay. so that people can get in contact with you absolutely i'd be delighted for them to yeah so can you say can you tell me three quick things that you would recommend to somebody that wants to know how to start with their power animal how to start to um, understand it or find it or um, connect to it in some way I suppose what I've said before is 
I, I would say look at the animals you're drawn to at the moment. You know, look look at what you loved as a child. What animals were you drawn to then? Did you have a favorite pet? That's the first thing I would say. Is look at you know, rather than looking for something completely separate to life, look for what is close to you, what you've already experienced. So start to work on that level to begin with. Um, and and then start to meditate if you like or get the get have a drum or listen to drum journey courses online or something like that and 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 start to see whether you're more kinesthetic visual or auditory they these or or olfactory which is smell and taste um because it might be that you know you 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 have a different a different um sense to work with a more predominant one in in this world that we're talking about and and start to get a feel for that it, it, am i going to be more visual with it or more kinesthetic with it or am i going to be listening to the sounds so that's a really helpful thing to understand about yourself and and if you're unsure you, there are tests that you can do online even to find out am i more kinesthetic visual or um i can't remember the name of it now but i but it, it, there is there are tests you can do on that and then once you're aware of that, then it's going to be more helpful to understand, do I need visual pictures? Um, do I need materials? I have, for example, I have, um, you know, this is this is swan that I work with. I have a, a this is part of a swan's neck, which you can see here. Yeah, which... well, people can't see it when they're listening to, but yes, oh, you no. are holding yeah, a very nice thing. thing yeah. video. <laughs> well, yeah, so, so, you know, that 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 helps me to understand my kinesthetic connection to um to a swan yeah so you know that it, it's useful to have something around it and i'm not saying go out and have some dead animal in in, in your <laughs> in your living room or whatever in order to do this but you you can even i've even bought toys that have been soft and furry and fluffy and had those next to me because i want some representation of that animal so start to feel into what what is your natural way of connecting to an animal kinesthetic visual auditory or, or the smell or the taste even um and and understand that and then and then if 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 you can be with somebody who can take you on a journey with a drumbeat take you on a journey and and listen and watch and see what happens but i i, I really believe in in building up that relationship to begin with and getting an understanding of how you might connect to the animal kingdom, and I think that's that's one of the 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 routes, path, the pathways in to finding your own particular spirit guide. Um, yeah, I, those those are the 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 three things that I would suggest. Great. Well, thank you so much, Caroline. You're most welcome, Paloma, and thank you for for having this inquiry with me. It was a very, very interesting uh, conversation and very interesting stories that you told us and how people can start to look for their power animal that then can help them also find their purpose in life. And if you want to connect and contact uh, Caroline, as I said, I will put all the information in the show notes, go there and contact her she will help you to find whatever you're looking for i'll do my best 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Paloma. <laughs> Before we go, a quick request. If you have enjoyed this episode of Animal Empathy, please subscribe to stay in the loop for more magical insights. Sharing is caring, so spread the word to your fellow animal enthusiasts. And if you could spare a moment, leaving a review would truly mean the world. As we wrap up, remember this. Life's most beautiful moments happen in the now. So stay present, embrace the magic, and keep those hearts open. Thank you for being part of our animal-loving community. Until next time, stay curious and stay connected. <laughs>